Good evening, everybody. It's very good to be with you. You know, it's uh, always a pleasure to be able to tell people what God can do for you, but it's a special privilege to be able to tell what God has done in my own life. And you could have a story yourself if you'd only take God at his word tonight. And just at that, we'll like to turn to God's word for one verse in the book of Romans and chapter 6. Romans and chapter 6. And it's the last verse in the chapter, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Uh, I was born and reared in the village of Portavogie. I was born into a family where both my mother and my father were believers. They were saved. They were Christians. And because of that, they wanted to see their children saved as well. So we were always brought along to the little gospel hall on the new road in Portavogie, where we heard the gospel taught, we heard the gospel preached, we heard that we were sinners, but that God had gave a son to save us. We were taken along to the Sunday schools and to the children's meetings and there was another Sunday school up the road that we were taken to as well. So we really had no excuse. We never didn't know that we needed to be saved. And we never didn't know that there was a way we could be saved. But this had no effect in me when I was growing up. I had no interest in the things of God. I just wanted to live my life and, and go on. And I never really gave a thought about what my life was. And you know, God's word tells us that our life is like a vapor. It appears for a little time and vanishes away. And, you know, if, uh, if the Lord doesn't come, death will come to us all. And if you're, if you're not saved, that's the one thing you can be sure of. Death will come. And even as a child, uh, I was confronted with uh, the reality that death comes to us all. When I was eight years old, my mother came from a, a farm. And uh, we always loved to go up and spend a little time on the farm and there was one, uh, it was the summer of 2008, uh, we, we went up to spend a couple of days at Granny and Granda's and rake about on the farm and I remember one morning waking up before Granda had went to milk the cows and I couldn't breathe, uh, I couldn't get any breath and I, I was in a panic and I, I woke my mother and she rushed me to the Lagan Valley Hospital and uh, my chest had collapsed and uh, it was only the Lord's hand that preserved me. And, you know, even though I was only eight years old, if I had have died that day, if, if I hadn't got my breath back, I would have been in hell. And I would still be there tonight. And, you know, we've heard over the last couple of weeks a few testimonies of maybe what the world would consider some of the worst sinners. And we've heard how God can save them. But even though I was only eight years old and hadn't done much in the way of uh, great sin as the world would see it, I still need it to be saved. You see, uh, I was born with a problem, and it's the same problem that you and I have. It's we're all sinners, sinners by nature, and it wasn't too long before I started to sin, before those fruits start to show. And you can look at your own life, and you can see, you know, there's all been times when we've said the wrong things, when we've disobeyed our parents, when we've told lies, when we haven't done things that we should have done. And you know, those are all sins. 
And they may seem small things in our eyes, but to God, they're very big things because God is holy and he has to punish sin. You see, God loves you more than anyone else will ever love you and could ever love you. But he is also holy and righteous because of who he is. He cannot have sin in his presence. And because of that, we all need to be forgiven. But whenever I was had that experience, whenever I uh, had that problem with my lungs, I was terrified of death. And uh, it always made me think, you know, I, I, I could die. And I, I was left with serious anxiety after that. But a few months later, there was a gospel mission came to Port Vogue, and we were brought along every night. And uh, I was pretty sick of preaching. Uh, we were brought along uh, twice on a Sunday, uh, well, three times, including the Sunday schools. Uh, and then oh, every night through the week that we were, could be dragged along. And I was pretty sick of meetings. So I, I, had, I was bored listening to preachers. And there was one night just in that gospel hall, uh, I was sitting trying to do anything else to distract me from the preacher. And I started to read the verses on the walls. And I came to the one that was on my left-hand side, just straight across from me. And it was this verse that we've read tonight, that the wages of sin was death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And simply as a boy of eight years old, I just took God at his word, I just accepted that the wages of my sin was death, but that God's free gift was eternal life. That was all I had to do. I didn't even do anything. I just trusted that God had done it all. But not too long after that, I started to have doubts. I started to worry, am I really saved? Have I really believed? And maybe there's somebody in here tonight and you're struggling with doubts. Maybe you uh, are wondering, you're looking for that assurance. You know, there, there's a verse that I uh, was brought to my attention recently, and I just want to read it. It's in Luke 24. It's the end of verse 38 and the start of 39. Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold or consider my hands and my feet. See, my problem, where these doubts were arising from, I was looking back to my profession for my assurance. And although whenever I looked at that verse and I took God at his word, that's when I got saved, but that's not what saved me. There's many things happened in that moment. I was justified. I was sanctified. God saved me with his spirit. He gave me a new song to sing. And if you sit near me, you'll know I can't sing it very well yet, but it's there. But you know, that's not what saved me. I am relying completely on God's finished work. You see, I can look at my hands and I can look at my feet and you know, there's no nail prints there. But then I hear the words of the Lord, you know, behold my hands and my feet. And if you're not saved tonight, you know, this is, this is where you can get it. If you just look to the Lord and listen to his words, behold my hands and my feet because 2,000 years ago on a cross, God gave his one and only son. He came from heaven to earth. And you know, he didn't need to come. He didn't need to do it. But because he loves you, yeah, he did. He came down to earth and he lived a perfect, sinless life. You see, those wrong things that we've done, the Lord never did them. 
Those wrong thoughts that we've had, the Lord never had them. Those wrong things that we've said, the Lord never said them. Yet on a cross, he gave himself up. He allowed men to punch him. He allowed them to pull pull the hairs off his head. He allowed them to put a crown of thorns on his brow. He allowed them to open his back like a plowed field. He allowed them to pierce his hands and his feet, raise him on a cross, and more still, he allowed God to punish him for what you and I have done. And you know, that's the great thing about the gospel. We can tell you, if you just behold his hands and his feet, if you'd listen to his word, you know, admit your need of Christ and just accept that Christ has met your need. That's, you know, some people worry about, you know, repenting. Have, Have I repented? Have I repented? But don't make a work out of it. Just accept what God says about your sin, that the wages of them is death. But accept the free gift of God which is eternal life. That's all I did as an eight-year-old boy. I didn't overthink it. I didn't have to spend weeks in tears. I didn't need to worry. I didn't need to agonize over it. I just took God at his word, and he saved me because he wanted to save me. There's another lovely verse in Luke 15. This man receiveth sinners. And I wonder, is there a sinner in the lifeboat mission hall tonight that wants to be received by the Savior? Because you know he will. He can save you in the very seat where you sit. If you just take him at his word, listen to his words, behold my hands and my feet. He's telling you, I've done it for you. Don't doubt, don't fear, don't worry. I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement that can bring you peace was laid upon me, and with my stripes you can be healed. I know you don't need to agonize, you don't need to worry. You don't need to do anything but take him at his word. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't worry about what trusting is. You just trust Christ. You just accept what he says, that the free gift of God is eternal life. And I wonder, is there anybody who's willing to call on the name of the Lord tonight? For the Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and whoever comes to him, he will in no wise cast out.